2: Why, can you hear me? I'm trying to take everybody off of me. <laughs> a banquet is a huge explosion banquet on the uh, Zoom
3: when I was out.
4: Okay, hold on. Hello? Is this the PDAC meeting? I'm sorry.
2: This meeting is
4: this. Is Michael?
2: Yeah.
4: Okay, is anybody else on the line?
2: I haven't heard anybody but you.
4: Joan, Joan, yes, are you sir. there? good evening. What was this, sir? Hi, good evening, Jamal. Jamal, oh, okay, Hi, New York, right? Yeah. Oh, hello. Can you hear um, me? Is that Joan? Joan.
1: Hello.
4: Is that Mayor Peddle? This- yes, sir. <laughs> okay. I guess We okay, in the right. We in the right hello. form. Uh, okay? I, just I didn't. I wasn't sure if this was the right form, so thank you. Is Joan on the line I yet? I how
5: you doing Ms. Pillam?
4: Can you hear us? All right. We can hear hello? you now. I got you. I got you. Uh, Michael Harrison, uh Darlene okay, on okay. the line too.
1: Awesome. Well, hello. I'm trying can to dial on the phone.
4: And Jamel is on the line too. Okay. Charmaine is on as well. Okay, Charmaine, how you doing? Hi, I'm how great. are you? Great. How are you doing? Great. I was trying to put it
0: on speakerphone, so I was in between the conversation. Give me one
1: minute. Let no, for two seconds.
5: Hello.
1: Good evening, everyone. How are you? Okay. Great. I'm trying something different, and. Tommy's
2: here with us today. Yes. did uh, mm-hmm. everybody hear
1: that? Yes, they can. So excited to have him next to me as we embark upon. It's very important. It's May 15th call. 14th. oh I'm sorry, today's a fourteen. Was yeah. My bad. May 14th. Paul. Um, would someone like to open us up in prayer? We always start our p meetings with prayer so that we stay focused on what God wants us to focus on and remove our own individual um, need to have attention or time. But we want to give this 50 minutes that we have because we're never going to stop before 10 o'clock um, to give God a chance to get into our hearts to guide us and in what information we need to share on our agenda. So I'm going to allow anybody whose heart is open to offering a of prayer for this 15-minute gathering.
4: Our Father, we thank you for this evening that we come together to uh, formulate ideas and act on those things that are uh, Precious in your sight, Lord God, guide us as we present uh, our points of views in a respectful manner and to receive just that in the respectful manner as well. Make sure, Lord God, that we humble ourselves before your people to do what's best for your people. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Well,
4: tonight
1: We welcome all of you that have taken the time out to join us. For those that did not see the agenda, it's very concise. We have um, Charmaine Equisition on the line with us. I've invited her as a special guest. She wrote a book about the end of time. And wanted her to share with us some of the insights that she was led to write about so that there are survival tips and all benefit from as we're in this unprecedented COVID 19 uh, environment right now. So we'll wait until. Um, I mean we'll go on with the recipe and then hopefully she will join us and share a little bit of what she had written in her book and how that can help us with our children, grandchildren, etc. I just want to give a little bit of background since so i individuals we do at P-TAC, why we started PTA um,
5: Hello. Hello? I feel like we got cut off.
4: Did yeah, it was got connected. It was hard to hear. It was. Uh maybe she'll call back in a few minutes. Okay.
6: Yeah, I, I'd say give her about a minute or so. Yeah, okay. it, it was a
4: little for me to hear as well. Yeah. Well, tell us what what uh Sherelle, right, ma'am, what's your first name again? I'm sorry. Um, Pastor Charmaine Evans. Yes, man, Pastor. Tell us you and Jamil what's happening in y'all cities and we're while we, we try to yeah, wait for them. Oh, oh well okay. okay, she she's back. Are you back, Joan? Still broken up. Hi. Oh, hello. Can you hear me?
7: Yeah, yeah now
4: the, yeah. I was in the background. Oh, oh can you yeah. hear me? Now, that's good, but you got some some noise in the background that that was taking you away from us. It's a delay, I think. We can hear you now. I can. You can hear me? Okay.
7: I think I was muted. Yeah, Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. So what I said is I will give just a little bit of background around the theme of tonight's meeting and the agenda. Um, we were first going to start off with survival techniques and tips and things that um, our Minister Charmaine Evans. I see you're on the line. I'm so glad. Um, yes, thank you. That you can share the the insight that you were given um, to help us through um, the positive or whatever messages that we need to be aware of for the survival and um, success of our generation and the ones coming after us. The p and p tax stands for political, and that means that we believe in your zip code is where you need to focus on making change. A lot of people get stuck all day long upset about what's happening with President Trump, what's happening in the White House, what's happening with this and that, and they're not controlling the things that are right in their backyard they Oh, can y'all hear me? yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. The E stands for economics. So PTAC is concerned about financial wealth building, not wasting resources, investing in stock, learning about Bitcoin, learning about cryptocurrency, making sure that families are on a financially independent road, and not simply waiting reactively for what the government is going to give or take away. The T stands for technology. PTAC is concerned about technology breakthrough. PTAC wants to know about 5G. PTAC wants to know about free Internet. PTAC wants to know about net neutrality. Anything dealing with technology, we share that information so that our children And their children have the best opportunities to avoid what's called virtual slavery. Virtual slavery is a situation where only people who have access to the technology are able to earn money. Those that are blocked out will basically be back on a plantation, a virtual plantation. They will not be able to work. So we're seeing now people who are unemployed don't have employment benefits, don't have uh, any type of income other than waiting for a potential stimulus check, and that's by design. This is something that they taught us in 1996 when I was at the University of Michigan, and the term is called virtual slavery. You can Google it, and you won't find anything about it, and I think that's not accidental, that no one's talking about it, but yet it was something in my curriculum that we studied. So PTAC is concerned about technology. PTAC is concerned about people taking action in their zip code. Um, the the, the insight of PTAC came from me crashing Tea Party meetings. I've gone to two in a, a previous location that we lived, and those individuals are super organized. They are organized around the country. And that's why, when they go out and with their guns and they're storming capitol houses, they can't hear me. Oh, yeah. how many people can hear me? I, I see I one person muted, muted. Okay. see if, yeah, see if you can unmute that person, okay, um. And so that's why they're able to keep popping up like groundhogs all around the country. And we are sitting back thinking, why are those crazy people going out with guns and not wearing masks or whatever? That's their way to show one another that their message is spreading, that they don't care about us. You know, they believe that whatever it is that they have in the White House will protect them. They won't get sick. Whether that's true or not, That's why they keep marching to the different state houses to say that you're not going to keep us quarantined. You're not going to keep us away from work. You're not going to keep us from shopping. More importantly, you're not going to keep us from spreading this virus onto people who we don't think are very valuable in society. So um, that's by design. And and the evidence is if you Google B-E-I space virus, you will see that you can purchase custom-made viruses to make people sick. It's an industry. There's all types of companies out there that produce viruses to make people sick. So that, those are things that PTAC is concerned about. And so we tag our messages with hashtag P-E-T-A-C, so that we can stay awake and aware of what is going on. Any questions? Without further ado, um, I'd like for Pastor Charmaine Evans to introduce yourself to the group and share um, about this awesome book that you wrote and give us what the takeaway is and how we can get this book.
3: Okay. Can everybody hear me? Because there's a lot of noise in the back. Can everybody What's hear me? I've gone to two in a location that we
1: did. Can, can And Can you hear?
4: Joan, is that your TV in the background? And I think that's the TV.
1: I'm not like round. going out there and man. That is are show one. Did not get us, this yeah. what, that's what No. That's the, that's the feedback. Yeah, I'm here. It's just that it's a background. Yeah, I'm here. You cut that She's
3: down?
4: Just, uh, down. Uh, it's just, okay.
1: It's a background. Here. It's, just, it's a
4: background.
7: here. Now
1: it's
3: a lot of feedback. Feedback and echo.
7: A lot
5: of
1: feedback.
3: Feedback echo. Okay, can anybody hear me or did we yes, get cut ma'am. off again? i can hear you now oh. okay can anyone else hear i can hear you oh, okay yeah. so i'll okay now i a little more quiet. Sorry about that. Well, thank you, Joan, for um, inviting me. Thank you for being a great soror as usual, and um, inviting Thanks. me on this call. Um, I have a passion about the very things that you spoke about, which is not a coincidence. That is not just about my book, but I believe I was invited for a reason beyond that to hear what you just had to say. And I did just look up what you told me, told us to Google, which is very interesting. But um, my name is Pastor Charmaine Evans. I live in South Brunswick, New Jersey, graduate of um, Hampton University, uh, sore to Joan. And um, recently I grew up, uh, graduated from college with the big college dream of doing the corporate thing, did that for several years, actually exactly 21 years before God shifted um, my direction, so to speak, and took me to the vein of ministry. So given that, um, in addition to starting the church a couple of years ago, I've been uh, ordained in ministry for over 22 years. So um, a few years ago, the Lord just gave me this, this passion for wanting to write an end-time uh, literary journal, so to speak, to help people not only understand the times that we're living in now, but also to be able to prepare for those times but it, he didn't give it to me in a vein where it was just strictly academic. I call the name of the book is "The End of Our Days." Wake up, time is running out. And the book I call it an inspirational thriller, and in that it's a journey in the book of this young man named Michael that goes through his series and and lifespan of being an unbeliever to being visited by Holy Spirit, which is showing him things to come along the lines. If you remember. Um, the uh, Christmas story, the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. It's a similar uh, edict to that. So he takes uh, a journey through different scenarios in his life, guided by what he is later to find out is the Holy Spirit. He's showing him things of the end, and believe it or not, I reread my book, and it looks, it, it reads as though it's today's headline. And it's amazing how God does that. He will prepare you, a four-time to give you a product for such a time as this. So in the book, like I said, it's an inspirational journey that takes him through unbelief, then takes him through digging in the scriptures to find out what's going on, in addition to being uh, having revelation from the Holy Spirit. Um, in addition to the thriller journey that he goes through, it's literal scriptures to help um, individuals to understand the things that we're going through now, such as the earthquakes, the hurricanes, uh, famine, pestilence, and disease like COVID, um, plague, the things which are to come. But the bottom line behind it all it ends in inspiration, and that we all this doesn't have to be our end. And God wants us all to have um, that final journey where we are with Him forever. So um, the feedback that I've gotten from everybody's been asking for the the sequel to the book, and I'm actually in the process of writing that now. Um, So the book in and of itself is is a thriller. I've gotten feedback Mm -hmm. from people who have read the book saying, you know, they read it in one sitting. I couldn't put it down. Um, I read it, you know, in one day. It's 170 pages, but I guarantee you that if you read it, you'll not only be, you know, interested and excited by the journey, but it's filled with scripture. As I said, it's almost like you'll feel like you're reading the Bible. So, it's just a a tool that I would encourage um, everyone who can to grab a copy. It's in ebook form and in physical uh, printed copy. You can go to Amazon.com to get a copy of it. There's a few uh, paperback copies left. It's only a few, but ebook copies are unlimited. So, again, the title is "The End of Our Days: Wake Up, Time Is Running Out" by Charmaine Evans. So hopefully, you know,
7: you'll, you'll be blessed by it, and thank you, Joan, for allowing me to share a little bit about the book. Thank you. Um, that's phenomenal, and I really do appreciate it. I'm honored that um, you're, I, I, whenever we have our PTAC calls, we never know who's going to show up, who God's going to grant them the ability to be here, but I know that we always gain something that will help us with our families. Um, anybody on the call, do you have any questions for her? Can you all
3: hear? Yes. I can hear you.
7: Okay. All right. Does anyone have any questions for her? No.
3: Congratulations on your book. Thank you. Just pray for me on on the second one that I'm writing now.
4: (laughs) Now, you didn't say where we could obtain the book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amazon.com.
3: Okay. At the end of of our days. Yes, and uh, just write the whole title because it comes up instantly when you write The End of Our Days, Wake Up, Time is Running Out.
7: Can't wake up. Okay. And we also have it on the PTAC website. So if you go to PTAC.us and go to uh, – I got that. Okay. I have that part. I I have it. Hello? Hello? Hi, there, Calvin. Oh. Calvin, are you on the line? Calvin, are you on the line? Okay, well, if he's not here yet, um, we'll allow each person to go around and introduce, introduce who they are and what part of the country they're in and what type of activity that fits under the political, economic, or technology action that needs to take place. And I will allow, I'm sorry, yes,
5: this is um, uh, Ryan Seitz,
7: awesome, welcome.
5: Yes, um, I reside in Chesterfield, Virginia, but I'm an educator here in um, Hopewell, Virginia. Um, this is my first time there at this meeting, so I just want to thank you for uh, inviting me. Um, I really do like what I, what I hear so far. And, um, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure where I fall under PTAC, but I do want to fall somewhere under here. I'm just not quite sure where I do fall since I'm in education. But um, I do want to let everyone know, I, me and my baby brother have a real estate company, and we own a property in Petersburg that we actually written out to a family. So I'm thinking maybe I can fall under the, the economic piece because I do believe real estate is um should be a focal point in our community, owning land.
4: You answered your own question. <laughs> Amen. He sure did. You say what? I, this is Ms. Pelham. You answered your own question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All right. So, uh, but once again, Ryan Sykes, I'm a uh, assistant principal at an elementary school in Hope, Weber, Virginia.
7: Welcome. Welcome. Anyone else?
4: The poem. Um, okay, go ahead.
7: <laughs>
8: this is Toya Tucker from Columbus, Georgia. I'm actually a candidate for city council, um, former system administrator for the Montgomery um, MIPS um, for military entry processing station. So I kind of fall in probably all
4: categories. <laughs> Amen. I'm Brenda Pelham also. welcome. Um,
7: and anything that we can do to help yeah. encourage you to win this election, That's the P for PTAC on the political is one of our key things. Is I give PTAC complete credit for helping um, convince me that I should stay on the campaign trail. Ms. Pelham helped me see that it was possible with PTAC on a monthly basis really helped get my confidence up to go through with the whole process. So anything that we can do, that's what we do with PTAC, it's just, you know, sometimes your own, you can't be a prophet in your own land. Sometimes your own family will say, who does Toya Tucker think she is? You can come to PTAC and we'll cheer you on. Anyone next?
4: Yes, and with that, Toya, as well. uh... If some kind of way, Joan, you can give us her email or her Zoom or something, whatever y'all do it, all young people do it, transferring monies, uh, I would like to dedicate a few dollars to help you with your campaign as well. Is this your first term running?
8: Um, This is my first time running for city council. I ran for school board in 2018, um, Uh and I'm running for city council. Now,
5: oh, very good.
8: It's All a, right. it's, it's a, a definitely a different. <laughs> it's, oh, it's yeah. a difference. It's a difference. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly think this, this second time, I'm a little more beat down than the, the first time, first. which is. All
4: right. I'll give you my number later. I've been on council sixteen years and I'd like to talk to you offline about some things that you can do. Okay.
8: Thank you so much. All
5: right.
4: And is that I'm I'm the former mayor. I've been the mayor twice in Hopewell, Virginia. I'm currently a counselor. It's my term also to run again in November. So Godspeed. My philosophy has always been what God has for me is for me. If I don't win, then it's my time to retire and move on to something else. So don't take it personal. Just know that god got got your back. And whatever he has for you, it will be for you. Amen.
2: Amen. Who's next? Mike Mm -hmm. Harris. I'm a retired union person out of Washington, D.C., who's from Hopewell, born here and brought up here. Now I'm back here. So I'm retired, and uh, I guess I would fall under all the categories, political, Economical,
7: technical, uh, and that's about it. I don't know what else that I would need to say. Uh, and you have a group that you started to take action on in your local community. A group
2: that I have started. Yes, I do. I was. I'm. Well, I'm a co-founder of a group in Hopewell called the War Communication Network, and our that is politically based because it's uh, uh, actually an overseer group. And what it is that we are based about is communications, uh, not judging, but communicating and making sure that the communication is clear, making sure that it's appropriate so that things can get done. And uh, that's the extent of that. We are a new organization just formed back in November of 2019 and uh, our, our, our um, group is growing, and I think so a much needed entity right. in the city, okay?
7: Amen. Um, can someone do a time check? What time is it right now? 9.34. Oh, okay. So you got time. Anyone else? I
1: guess
7: I'll go ahead and go next.
6: Okay. Good evening, everybody. I'm on, Hello? Uh, this is Jamal Vanderberg out of New York. And Hi, Jamal. Be- because I am in many different industries in my profession, I would fall definitely under the uh, political, economic, and the action part.
7: okay now you just got finished working on a campaign are you currently working on a campaign right now
6: oh i'm not working on a campaign at least not as of yet but um i've been doing a lot of work in the community more so the college that i teach at my focus has been on engaging students to go out and vote and make them aware of the different issues and the candidates. So my my focus is definitely more education based rather than telling them, oh, you need to go vote for this person. Because I do believe that it's more important to be knowledgeable and aware, rather than try to get somebody on your side, per se, just by saying, go vote for this person.
7: Okay. Hello? Yes.
8: Hey, this is uh, Joy Foster. I'm also uh, Joan and Pastor Charmaine's sorority sister from Hampton University. So hello to everyone and especially to my fine sisters.
7: Hi, Joy. Hey. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> um,
8: I am calling under the political aspect as I am currently managing two O oh, oh, and hey, Jamel, who's also in our brother fraternity. Hi, Joy. Um, hi. Um, I am managing two <laughs> political campaigns right now, one for uh, city council in, in New York City for the 37th district, uh, which is uh, to be voted on this June and one for the 42nd District in 2021. And one of my candidates is also here, uh, another sorority sister of mine, Kim Council.
7: Welcome. Hello, mm-hmm. everybody. We definitely want to hear from Ms. Know, Kim Council. Hi. <laughs> Do, would you so mind hard. sharing a little bit about yourself and your, um, what, i say, like a miniature of what your platform is?
0: Uh, sure. Uh, first, just uh, just hello to uh, all of my sorrows and to everybody that's on the line, uh, near and far. Uh, my name is Reverend Kim Counsel. Uh, I'm an associate minister at Berean Baptist Church. I'm also a law librarian at Sullivan and Cromwell, and as uh, Joy stated, I'm one of the city council right now. The primary is June 23rd. Um, got a connection to Hopewell, but I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, so uh, right now, you know, what some of the most prepping issues that are that are going on in my district uh, are, you know, the things that we're dealing with with this pandemic. Uh, a lot of people are um, having issues, you know, paying their rent. They don't have food. They don't have um, access to, to, to uh, quality health care. Um, but one of the most pressing things right now, of course, is affordable housing. Um, and so that's something that uh, I've been set on a couple of nonprofit boards that has actually built uh, 100% affordable housing in, in the area um, and we need to, so we need to create affordable housing, we need to preserve our stock of affordable housing, but we also need to recalculate how we determine what's affordable. Uh, the model that we use right now is pricing people out of their district. Um, definitely want to make sure that we put more money into youth programs and youth development programs. Unfortunately, right now, we're probably going to be dealing with budget shortfalls because of the pandemic. We are operating at a deficit. Um, But we have to make sure that we continue to invest in our young people, Um, and we also, as I said earlier, want to make sure that we are focused on health care and access to quality health care. As we've seen in the district, a lot of our uh, Black and Latino people are disproportionately affected uh, by this coronavirus. Um, We were hit incredibly hard, uh, and a lot of it is because we don't have quality health care in our districts. Uh, Our hospitals have been gutted, and funding has not been properly allocated to support uh, the existing healthcare care system. We also have to do something about uh, police brutality and the over-policing in our communities. Um, we have to make sure that uh, we have systems and mechanisms in place to hold police officers accountable uh, for how they are treating uh, black and brown uh, individuals. Uh, so those are some of the things that are um, that are on my platform. There's a whole lot more. Uh, you can go to my website, councilforcouncil.com, C-O-U-N-C-I-L council.com to find out more. Um, I also have a Facebook page and a Twitter page, but I'm really excited to be on this call um, and really excited to hear about, you know, what people are doing all over the country, and I'm excited about the fact that you are organizing because we are often reactionary and not responsive, and I, and I take this to be a responsive approach, and I think it's exciting. All right. So thank you for all that you are doing. Well,
7: amen to that, and is this your first time running? I'm going to dash you now.
0: Actually you no, know, um, I ran in 2013 and 2014, came in second place both times. And I'm up against a machine, and the machine is a juggernaut. Um, so they've been doing everything in their power to get me off the ballot. My, um, I was told, my lawyer was told specifically that they did not want me on this ballot. Um, so they mm-hmm. have, um, they knocked me off uh, successfully for the primary and then we, uh, not for the primary, and then we filed the lawsuit and the judge put us back on the ballot. Um, so we're now, you know, fighting to remain on the ballot uh, mm-hmm. because the, the person that we're running up against is a county candidate, and she desires to run unopposed. But I just believe, you know, I prayed, I fasted, I went before the Lord before I decided to do this, that um, he's released me to do this. And with everything that has happened and everything that has been going on personally and um, and in this race, I just, I, I, I've been singing that James Cleveland song, I don't feel no way tired. I don't believe mm-hmm. that He brought me this far to leave me. So, Um, We're going to continue to
7: press forward. Do you all have, um, how many voters do you have and how many um, registered voters, like how how many potential voters, I guess since the election is only a couple of days away, how many people have you been able to reach compared to the population that's there to vote? So
0: so there's there's 62,000 enrolled Democrats in this district. Typically, we have less than 10,000 that turn out in a primary. Uh, what we're dealing with right now, though, is unprecedented because the governor has issued an executive order that will allow for everyone to vote via absentee ballot. So we may have very high turnout this go-round. Um, normally, we're able to knock doors, and we're able to, you know, like uh, hit the train stations and do different things to get into people's faces. But because of the pandemic and we're quarantining, we're not able to do the traditional thing. So we're going to have to. Our campaign is almost going to be completely virtual, um, you know, with with phone calls, phone banking, which is old fashioned, um, but um, uh, sending out mailings and making phone calls and and we use social media to the best of our ability. But of course, these things are very expensive. So we're looking at we're targeting. Triple prime voters, which means that they voted in three consecutive primaries, and we're looking at a, a, a pool of about eight thousand two hundred seventy-two individuals that we're aiming to target.
7: And how much do you have in your arsenal
0: so far? We've raised about eight thousand dollars so far. It's been oh, incredible. good.
7: You're doing good. Yeah. No,
0: that's not good. By our well, I'm just no, no, saying, at no. least
7: you got a dollar for each of the potential voters. That's, I mean, that's says a lot. So,
0: yeah, We're that's trying.
7: good. We're so we we will get the, the links for both of you. Um, we want you to go to the P Tac um, page in Facebook and just bombard us with your information. You know, your cash apps, whatever it is, however you're raising the money, put that in the um, in our PTAC. So you just go to, you can put in the search box P Tac P E T A C, and that's where we find each other.
0: I'm going there
7: right now. <laughs> All right. So, exciting. Anyone else? All right. Well, if you have someone shy you want to pipe in later. I want to give the financial report. Um, we are a super PAC, which means that we're not a nonprofit. Um, super PACs are the ways that the Tea Party has been able to mobilize. They are the ones that put Trump in office. People get so frustrated about Trump doing this. Trump, Trump is not doing anything outside of what the Tea Party elected him to do. People are saying that Trump is not successful because he's not containing the virus. That is not why they elected him. They elected him to create this pandemic. <laughs> Trust me, if you listen carefully to what's happening, they're doing the death counts not to save lives. They're doing the death counts to produce results. The results are: you have mm-hmm. fewer people taking up the social security. You've got fewer people in the warehousing situation of taking up spaces in nursing homes. Fewer people. You notice they're they're tracking usage of resources, the, the percentage of beds, the percentage of ventilators, the percentages of this. They're not talking about the people who survived or um, rehabilitated themselves, or they're not right. even interested in that. So just keep your eyes and ears open. Don't get caught up in this whole, oh, he's terrible, he's horrible, because there is a law that they passed a couple of years ago, I can't remember what HR it is, but it's on thought crimes. And these thought crimes will be when people say, I want to just kill Trump, I want to do this, I want to do that. They can show up on your door and, and cart you away for investigation. Now, some people say, I don't care. Well, you may not care, but there's there's bigger things that we need to focus on for our children and for what's to come next. So when you see your friends on social media, just kind of, you know, I mean, I don't believe in messing with people's freedom of speech, but you don't want to get tied up in all of that because meanwhile, people were upset with the Surgeon General calling him all kinds of Uncle Toms, but meanwhile, these folks were organizing themselves to do what we see they're doing now. Um, We were fighting each other during Black History Month. Black History Month is when they were plotting to to shoot these people who are jogging down the street, Okay. And that, they strategically didn't let us know about it until when? We're, we're quarantined and can't go anywhere. Or, you know, we're burying our family or friends, you know, so we can't even take – most people aren't even realizing how many murders took place during Black History Month of 2020 because during that time we were fighting with each other over something. I think something Snoop Dogg said to Gail King. I mean, you know, they just make fun of our ridiculous uh, reactive um responses to stuff that really has no meaning, but now we're in a life-and-death situation 60 days later. so. But I know I'm preaching to the choir. I want to give our financial report before we adjourn. We did outstanding in the month of April. Uh, well, really, uh, a lot came in in May. So kudos to you all. We have um, dues that we pay annually by the family. So if you pay your dues, that means that anybody in your family can call in and gain whatever information that we have. So if you've got family members in Alaska, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Florida, wherever, they are able to call in and be with us. I mean, we want to make this inclusive, so we don't want my cousin Kanika, who can't come up with $60 to not get the information she needs for her child that she's now having to homeschool involuntarily. You know, we want her to have access to the links. We want her to have access to the AKs, to the Deltas, whoever, so that if she is in need, you know, she doesn't have to show up on some anonymous uh, this mother went out and and robbed a Walmart so that she could get formula. We want to be there. We want to be able to proactively help take care of family. So that being said, We have raised, so far, $1,632.50. That comes from 16 members. Uh, The members have percent, I would say, income, so we keep track of what we brought in, what we invested or spent, I don't want to say spent, what we invested in, and what remains. So what remains is $819.60, so what we raised. Um, the 1,632.50 is also raised $8.38 for PayPal cashback refunds. So our total income was $1,640.88. We have invested $25 into the movie Emmett Till as a Kickstarter campaign. We've invested $400 in the African American Museum of History and Culture in Washington, D.C. We have raised and invested $50 in the Roland Martin. Um, Bring the Funk Digital Media, New Vision Media Incorporated. Um, So our total expenditures for those investments were $475. Um, We've invested in our website from 2015 to 2020, $97. Our email blast, we spent $22.17. We have our domain name renewals for $161.38. Our PayPal fees have been $65.73. So all of our admin costs have been $346.28. So our income minus our expenses, $819.60. We have three accounts. We have a PayPal account, which has $236.35 in it. We just started Cash App, thanks to our Vice President, Calvin Mann, and he kicked us off with $50 in that account. And our bank account is in the old Maggie Walker Bank in um, downtown Richmond in... um, Historic Jackson Ward. It's called Premier Bank. It used to be the Penny Savings Bank, and that bank account has five hundred and sixty-five dollars in it. So all together, we have eight hundred and nineteen dollars and sixty cents liquid. No, I'm sorry, eight hundred and fifty-one dollars and thirty-five cents liquid. We have a dollar seventy-five cent of miscellaneous. I don't know what it is, and we have thirty dollars that we hold in trust for the state of a black parent. Um, you all may know the state of the black parent. It's a group of very um, uh, grassroots parents that have their own identity. Um, I don't want to say they're children of us, but we they were out, spring, out out. We we split ways, but we have this $30 that we hold for them. And so we hold it in good faith to, you know, the Bible says those who are able to Handle a little will be given a lot. So we hold that because we refunded money for a conference that never took place, and the individuals that have paid that $30, we can't find them. So we hold that in our in our holdings um, just until one day they show up and say, PTAC owes us my refund, and so we have our $30 that we can issue them a check immediately, but we can't find them. And so we just hold that in good faith to show that we are good stewards of whatever resources that we are blessed to have. Okay, Does anyone else want to share who they are, how they fit under the umbrella, what their needs may be before we adjourn our May 14th call? Okay. Later at 10 o'clock, Joe Biden is having a... Um, town hall with Stacey Abrams, and so I know it's going to be exciting. So um, we want to adjourn in time for everybody to see that. So do we have a time check? What time is it now?
3: 9.51. 9.51,
7: and I have it tuned on to MSNBC
6: so that as soon as it comes on, I will be watching.
7: Okay. Well, do you want to give us our closeout prayer unless anyone has anything on their heart that they want to share or say? Our next meeting is June the 14th, or is it the 15th this time, Jamel? I think it's the 15th. All right, so our next meeting is June the 15th. What we do in between meetings is we take action. So we don't do a whole lot of meeting. Um, we, We post, we share, we care, we make each other aware. But more importantly, we get stuff done. So if there's a local town hall, if there's a local Zoom, if there's a local school board, if there's a local call-in, write-in, petition, that's what we encourage you to do over the next 30 days. Um, If there's an NAACP gathering, if there's a forum for the Jack and Jill, whoever you're affiliated with, that's what ptac wants to push you to do between now and june the 15th when we come back june 15th um, we're hoping to have a delegate here in virginia be on the call to educate us on the electoral college how do you become a member of the electoral college what are the parameters around it what are the rumors because there are a lot of people on social media who say it's one thing but it's different depending on what state you're in each state thirty two states do something different than the remainder states. So it's hard for a lot of people to understand that the state that you live in may treat electoral votes different than the person you're talking to in social media. So hopefully we'll have somebody come on and educate us better on what it is in your respective state or where you need to go. And I would encourage you if you haven't already, just Google and find who your electoral college representative is and you know, they may be somebody that is right there in your community and you never knew they were your Electoral College vote for the presidential election. Mm. Anyone want to close us out? Tommy? Go see (laughs) her. Thomas, go see her.
4: He's not crying. He is just like the daughters of his. You got got a pastor in the line. Yes, we have
7: a pastor,
3: definitely.
4: My line says, are you still there? Yeah,
3: I do not want to to overstep my boundaries.
7: No. The Lord's word, the the one closest to the Lord's word, let, let it be heard.
3: All right, amen. All hearts and minds are clear. Spirit of the one and only true and living God. We thank you for this meeting today. We thank you for everyone on this call. We thank you for the purpose and mission that you've given Ptech. We ask that you just give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as to how to go forward in all the endeavors that you have charged us with. We ask you to continue to be with us, continue to cover us, and keep us until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Amen. Amen.
7: Thank amen. you all again. You. And- <laughs> continue to bring two or three friends any elected people people that are running for office let's hear from them give them a chance to sharpen um their campaign raise funds whatever it needs to get some good people in higher places okay see you all see all in cyberspace
5: okay
0: thank you right. bye good night good night bye good
5: night mike all right good night good
0: night ryan, good night, ryan everybody all right,
5: guys. Stay safe. Uh, you too, baby.